Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Welcome back to another episode of Active Listening. I'm uh, your host, Marco Galbraith with T4 Tactics, and I wanted to do just a quick podcast, fairly quick podcast, giving you some information today about the shooting that occurred a few days ago in Boulder, Colorado at the, um, the supermarket. A lot of people, if you look at that video, a lot of people were stunned, completely stunned. There's one guy that's uh, walking into the store filming with his um, camera phone and he's got his mask on. So he's protected with his mask uh, from the coronavirus, but he's walking into gunfire filming people that are just standing there dazed. He comes up on a guy that's walking out of the store and stops at the exit. There is gunfire going on. And these guys uh, are just standing in the doorway. They're not seeking shelter. They're not giving direction to police. They're filming. One guy is texting on his phone, and there are literally people. Uh, there was a person laying uh, just feet from them that had been shot, laying on the ground. So these people are completely clueless. They're untrained, and they're not ready for such an attack. We don't have to live in paranoia, but we do have to have a sense of personal safety for us for ourselves. The only person that's going to protect you in the event of an active shooter attack is, guess who? You. The police may not always be there like they are on TV within just a couple seconds or a couple minutes. Uh, you're going to be on your own and you need to have a plan. You have got to understand how your body is going to go completely upside down when you get a huge adrenaline rush. You're going to be at 185 beats per minute. And this is where I call uh, the, the part where you get really, really dumb. You get stupid. You're going to lose cognitive processing. You're going to lose fine motor skills. You're going to get tunnel vision, audio exclusion. You're going to start having, everything's going to start going in slow motion. If you've ever been in a life or death situation, uh, then you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about that the police pull you over and your heart's beating up in your chest, you're nervous, or you have a car accident. This is the part where uh, you're being violently attacked or you're being challenged with somebody with a firearm or a, uh, a dangerous, deadly weapon. This is uh, where you get completely upside down. So you have to understand how to control that. And there are ways to control it through training, education. Uh, we do uh, training education classes to give you the self-confidence to survive this, but you have to have a plan. And remember that grocery stores don't have traditional exits like other places do. Because of the refrigeration that's needed in the produce and meat section and dairy section, along with frozen foods, your only exits may be may possibly be front and rear of the store. Not every grocery store, but take a look at your grocery store. Next time you go to the grocery store, and a lot of you probably go once a week, next time you go to the grocery store, uh, take a look at the exits. Look at those exits. You should already know them anyway. Every business you go to, every location you go to, you should already know the exits. So 
have a plan. Don't be the guys in this uh, grocery store in Boulder, Colorado a few days ago where they're standing in the doorway stunned. They don't know what to do. And in the background, this guy is still shooting people and you're standing in the doorway. That's not having, that's called not having a plan. That's not having a plan B. You have to be prepared. Think about when you go to the grocery store, when you're in the produce section, just stop for a second and think, where would I go and what would I do if I started hearing shots right now? Think about you're on aisle seven getting your cookies and, and uh, you're going you're gonna to go home and just you're thinking you're going to go home and, uh, and relax for the evening and you hear shots. Whether it's an armed robbery or an active shooter, but you hear shots, what are you going to do? Do you go to the front of the store, to the back of the store? Do you have a tool on you that is going to pr help protect you to save your life and to stop that threat if it comes at you? At you? Neutralize that threat. What tools do you have on you uh, in order to do that? Are you well trained with that tool? Are you able to handle it uh, in a in a legal fashion or, or a legal sense? Do you know the laws? I mean, well, I'm, and I'm talking about carrying concealed. I'm talking about pepper spray. I'm talking about a knife. Anything uh, that you can use. And through training, we teach you to, to use any item you can to neutralize that attacker. So let's, let's talk about um, several people that were on the news that were being interviewed at the, the grocery store attack. Uh, and we won't get into the Asian massage parlor attack. We'll, we'll do that another time when we can find out some more information about that one. But when we go back to this grocery store attack, there were a lot of people that were in that store that, thank God, they made it out. But they're being interviewed by the news and they're saying, you know, I thought it was somebody that dropped something. I thought something fell. And then I heard it again and it sounded like somebody slamming a door. Folks. That is gunfire. Gunfire sounds completely different indoors than it does outdoors when you're practicing with your gun or when you're at the shooting range. It sounds completely different. That's another part of not being trained. You have to recognize gunfire. What does it sound like and what am I going to immediately do? Remember, the, the definition of an active shooter attack is a person or persons moving quickly through a, a confined space with the purpose of killing as many people as they can. So every second that you stand there and think, what is that? I don't know what that sound is. That person or persons are coming at you. Going back, we'll go back to the guys that are standing at the door while the gunfire is going on. Of course, he's wearing his mask, so he's safe from COVID, but he's not safe from a bullet. But he's, he's standing there filming, and the other guy is just standing there uh, texting on his phone. They have no clue if there is a secondary shooter, if there's somebody out in the parking lot, which is a secondary shooter, or is that shooter moving next to them. Now, let's switch over to what President Biden's going to do. He's going to all of a sudden ask Congress to do an executive, or he may do an executive order. He's going to ask Congress to ban uh, what they call assault rifles, which there's no such thing. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. Um, and if you follow me, you'll know that I've done other podcasts. I've done uh, YouTube videos on that. So we'll skip over that. But you have to understand, this was a gun-free zone. This, this grocery store is a gun-free zone. Gun-free zones are a green light for active shooters. Gun-free zones are a green light for violent attacks. And I can back that up because I've personally traveled the country and gone out to 21 of the most horrific active shooter attacks this country has ever seen. And in total of those locations, I've interviewed 149 people. Let's go back to the media. 
do not believe what the media is putting out about these attacks. They have an agenda and they have a twist. Here's, here's a for instance. Let's say ABC News. I'm going to pick on them because I've been completely frustrated at what they've been doing lately. Let's say ABC News reporter goes out and gets some information at the scene of this grocery store. They put their little twist on it or the, the journalist is uh, is just not doing a good job and he, he or she puts out bad information. Well, all the ABC affiliates are going to pick up on that and they're going to repeat that bad information. When I was a police officer in Florida, I'd go to these horrific crimes and I'd go home and watch the news and I'd scratch my head. That's nothing like what happened. Nothing at all what happened. So when I've interviewed these 149 people that have been involved in these attacks and their victims, witnesses, survivors, uh, their police officers, people of credible source that were actually there, and I'm sitting there across the table at them, and, I, and I'll take them to breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee, and sit down. A part of their healing is hearing about what happened or, or telling me, telling their stories a part of their healing. So as they're telling me the truth about what happened, I'm thinking, this is nothing at all like what the media put out. It's nothing at all about the, the what the documentary on this particular incident has said. So think about that. What you're hearing is uh, usually from an agenda. So let's go back to talking about the gun control and what Biden's wanting to do and what a lot of politicians will want to do. They'll want to take the guns away. They'll want to stop all that. Well, let me just tell you, from interviewing all these people, I learned that at the Columbine attack, the two shooters waited for the school resource officer to go off campus before they started their attack. Why did they wait? Because he had a firearm. He was the resistance. He was going to stop them. And every day around 11.30 or noon, this school resource officer would, would go just off campus to a shade tree to eat his lunch uh, in his patrol car. They waited for him to leave because he was a threat. The Pulse nightclub, there was a uh, Orlando police officer at the front door checking IDs with the bouncers. That police officer had to go uh, to deal with an intoxicated person on the other side of the parking lot. That's when the attack occurred because there's that gun that's gonna stop me as an active shooter. It just left, so now I pretty much have a gun-free zone. Virginia Tech, that shooter made, um, he did things in order to not only keep the people, the students inside that building so they couldn't get out, but he also did made means to keep law enforcement outside of the building so he could have uh, time with his victims inside. Uh, so think about that. Platte Canyon High School, another one. You may not have heard about this one. This is a really interesting one that we talk about at a, at a, uh, in our, my active shooter presentations. Uh, Platte Canyon High School, Bailey, Colorado. This guy eased his way into the school and got to know the school for a few days and then made an absolutely horrible attack on, uh, on four young ladies, one that lost her life. Chicago Pizza in Jacksonville. Uh, this guy waited for law enforcement to leave before he circled back around and came into the uh, pizza place and there was a gaming event going on. Uh, he waited. Fifth Third Bank, Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, I go out to these, as I said, I go out to these locations. So I'm not, what I'm telling you here is not hearsay. It's not from Wikipedia. It's not from the news. Uh, it's not from a book or a documentary. This is this is talking to people that were at the scene. So Fifth Third Bank in Cincinnati, Ohio, this guy didn't have any motive. He just wanted to be an active shooter. So he walks around for about an hour to the loading dock of Fifth Third Bank. Well, there's not enough people there. He goes to a coffee shop, a little deli, and this is a circle. This is like a square area where 
where businesses can go and there's a picnic area. It's surrounded by a big square of tall buildings. So it's kind of like a, a place where people can go and just relax before, during, and after lunch. Get your break, get your coffee. He walks around and he appears to be looking at where the people are. Well, standing right in front of Fifth Third Bank are two police officers. Uh, but in Fifth Third Bank, in the lobby, is a lot of people. That's going to be my target because there's a lot of people. So as soon as the police officers leave, he waits for a few minutes for them to be gone. And he goes in and starts shooting and killing people in Fifth Third Bank. Again, he waited for those guns to leave. And then finally, Aurora, Colorado, the theater shooter that was a premiere of Batman, and this guy admitted to police during the interview that he went to two other theaters that did allow concealed carry. And he thought, those are not my places to hit because there's going to be resistance. There's going to be people with guns that can stop me. So and I went to uh, Aurora, Colorado, the, the uh, Century Theater there. And uh, there was a sign on the front door that said, no weapons or firearm. Boom. There's my green light. If everybody's following the law, I'm not going to have any resistance when I go into this uh, location to start shooting people. So it is documented through the shooters and it's documented through police reports. It's documented through investigations that these gun-free zones are a green light for violent crime and active shooters. So taking the guns away from law-abiding responsible gun owners is not the answer that's going to be the problem and here's an idea if we're going to take the guns away if they want to take the guns away from us let's start with their security team right because if we don't need guns to protect ourselves do they absolutely not so let's take the guns away from the secret service agent this is nothing against the secret service agents let's take the guns away from these politicians that have secret service and armed security u.s capitol police state police let's remove their guns first and let's do a test run for a few months see how that works out for them and then see if they're going to take our guns so Taking the gun is not the answer. Mental health is the answer. Awareness. A lot of people have asked me, you know, you teach situational awareness, but can situational awareness have saved people in this shooting that occurred at the grocery store in Boulder, Colorado? I guarantee you, I guarantee you that somebody in that parking lot saw him get out of the car with a rifle or acting suspicious in the parking lot and nobody did anything about it because it's not their business or they're not paying attention. They don't have situational awareness. So, yes, it could have saved you. I mean, you know, if you, if you, the situational awareness could have been not just you're going to be in the attack. You're going to be in the grocery store and the shots are going to be fired. Well, your situational awareness is... I already know where my exits are. I already know where my kids are standing next to me. I know where I parked. I know the layout of this building. I know that when I get out this back door of this grocery store, exactly what's on the other side of that door. That's your situational awareness. So absolutely, situational awareness could have saved lives and, uh, and stopped some people from this. But, but like I said, I guarantee you, somebody in the parking lot um, saw some red flags. Somebody in the parking or somebody from a few days earlier with this guy that did the shooting saw some red flags. We have to uh, to be aware of things and and uh, and say something. Uh, but we've got to put the phone down when we're in these parking lots. When we're in the grocery store. We've got to put things down. We got to pay attention. So I hope that this has been a help. 
um, to you listening. I'm getting ready to have, uh, today's the 24th of March, 2021, and I'm gonna have, within the next few weeks, I'll be running a couple of situation awareness classes and uh, active shooter training uh, classes for the public. I usually, when I do it, I'm so busy doing it for businesses, churches, schools, medical facilities, universities. I don't really have time to do it for the public, but I think it's time now that, uh, that I'll run a couple of them at my office uh, for the public. Uh, and we'll go over uh, all these active shooter attacks that I, where I've been interviewing people. And you're going to hear the truth about it. And you'll be scratching your head that that's nothing like the media put out. So follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I've got a Marco Galbraith YouTube channel where I put a lot of training videos uh, that this podcast that you're listening to, anchor.fm slash t4tactics. We're located at 22634 Timberlake in Lynchburg, Virginia, where I'm available to travel. Before COVID, uh, March, a year ago in 2020, uh, I was flying all over the country. We were I was doing auto manufacturers, uh, I was um, food manufacturers, convenience stores, churches, large hospitals. So no building is uh, too big or small. No, no facility is too big or small. Uh, for me to come out and do, but have a plan. Uh, do something to have a plan. Managers, business owners, CEOs, do something to have a plan. And remember, if you take anything away from this podcast, remember this, it is so much more than run, hide, fight, avoid, deny, defend, that so many people are stuck on and focused on teaching. It goes well beyond that. Do not get hung up or go down a rabbit hole with run, hide, fight, avoid, deny, defend. Much more than that. So much more than that. Be careful with your training. If I can help out, reach out to me. Be glad to help. Reduce injuries, save lives. Be safe, everyone. Take care.